Welcome to the Healthcare Business Secrets Show, where we interview industry leaders and break down exactly how they're dominating their markets so you can learn from the best and can double your revenue, double your impact, and double your time off. In this episode, we're talking with Abel James. Abel is a best-selling author, health coach, musician, speaker, and entrepreneur, and is the host of the number one rated podcast show, The Fat Burning Man, where he helps hundreds to improve their habits and listen to their body's needs. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. Um, tell us tell us a bit more about yourself. I wanted to kind of leave it out of the intro so I can kind of hear from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Give us your background. How did you get into what you're doing uh, and what are you kind of focused on at the moment? Yeah, of course. And thanks once again for having me. I've bounced around a lot in my career and that's been one of the fun parts where I see this all as a multidisciplinary education when you go down these different, <laughs> you, you explore these different domains. So for me, I approach a lot of this actually as a uh, musician and a performer. I started playing on the streets, busking for money during the holidays and things like that, playing the saxophone and then the guitar and singing when I was eight years old and just never really stopped. And having an online platform was something when I was in my teens, this was like 1999, I was making thousands of dollars back then streaming my music online and i couldn't believe it one of the companies was bought out they shut that thing down and so that was another piece where to be a functioning musician playing shows you kind of have to be an entrepreneur as well where mm. you learn how to do promotion slash marketing and business where you follow through on your promises and you show up on time and you shake hands, you learn how to interact with people, you learn how to get gigs, you know, and like, yeah. So I approach a lot of what I do actually in health and podcasting, writing books, kind of from that perspective, which can be a very liberating for other people in the field of health who are coming at this in the, you know, where you're conditioned to wear white, carry a clipboard and, you know, never be personal at all, never be vulnerable and never really express yourself too much. I think the world has changed enough where it's good to come to the other side every once in a while and see this more as an expression. And the more honest you are and transparent you are with your business, especially as they become more virtual, the more human it is and the more real it is and the more people are likely to trust you. So, you know, as bouncing around playing music, I went to uh, college and, and researched brain science and psychology, took on loans, did some more research to try to pay that off, got fat and sick by following my doctor's advice too well <laughs> and got on a, you know, a half dozen different prescription medications yeah. and basically came down with all the problems that we were trying to prevent by following his advice, which is you know, things that run in the family, high blood pressure, high triglycerides, issues with, with your heart later in life, strokes, things like that. We're trying to prevent all of this. And all my numbers just after 18 months, take a giant nosedive. And so it was me applying those kind of research chops and that focus to the world of health and, and really exploring that, just reading hundreds and hundreds of books, reading research and also experimenting on myself to see if I could achieve some of my goals, marathon running, getting down to a low body fat percentage and experimenting with body transformation. So all that eventually became, what can I do for the rest of my life? What can I obsess about for the rest of my life? Mm. What career do I want to have? And health is a general field. It's just all encompassing. It should mm. be. It's holistic, right? And so that is a wonderful pair to my other more artistic and off the wall experimental challenges. And to be perfectly honest, it's a much more 
realistic business proposition these days to have a business in health as saturated and competitive as it is than anything related to music or the arts, which is, you know, at least in the States, very challenging right now. I think that will change. We're definitely adapting. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so you kind of pivoted into this because it just was a, just felt like a calling or was it like, I was on a man with a mission? Like what, what kind of got you into this space? Yeah. So I've been doing my blog, podcast, writing books about health for more than 10 years now. And for me, after college, I paid off my loans and was essentially broke, <laughs> happily broke for the first time in my life. But then I came home one night, lost everything in an apartment fire. So literally all I had were the clothes on my back and my fat, out of shape, pale face. And I felt like someone who was just middle-aged, 30 pounds overweight, running out of gas. And uh, that was my rock bottom in my mm. early 20s when I should be in my prime. And so that was after following you know, my doctor's advice very well for a long period of time. And so it was once I experimented on myself, that fat came off and I basically had that like Brad Pitt fight club type physique after just a few months of following, you know, instead of the wrong advice really well, I followed more practical advice to achieve these goals and got such surprising results so quickly that I was I was really mad about it and used that as a fuel to to write a lot to record to experiment to set up all these websites you know i i originally kinko's here in the states is like a place where you could print up little brochures and whatever so i i printed up copies of my first like book the guide uh, almost 10 years ago and gave it out to friends and family. And actually it was at the local chiropractic office. Like mm. it was a big cult hit <laughs> in town. And then eventually, so I couldn't pay the bills right away doing this. And I was still working in consulting, which pays very well. And I was able to work from wherever. But as I did the podcast and and it grew, it, it, it grew very big in the first year. I was suddenly getting all of these emails. It was way too much to handle. This is kind of before social media. Social media existed, but in a different way. So I was just getting hundreds of emails a day sometimes. And they're just like, man, I listened to your podcast. I lost 30 pounds. My aunt lost 45 pounds. It's changed my life. Next to these other emails from you know my, my business consulting thing, working for this company that are just like, we've got to have a meeting to talk about the meeting that's coming up next Tuesday, just over and over again. Yeah. And I'm just like, I cannot do this anymore. I can't do this anymore anymore. This is too important. And I, I just, yeah, it became a calling. I felt drawn in that direction. And it was very, it was an intuitive and risky call. Like mm. all the people at the business that I was working with thought I was insane, crazy. And that's another big lesson for people out there. A lot of the best decisions you'll ever make will be questioned more than anything else. Like here we're we live your question for like eating vegetables in public or eating grass-fed steak people are like oh don't do that but you can eat ice cream all day walking around you, know, like you can eat pizza all day no one ever bats an eye and so it's important to know that this is often an uphill battle for your health but also for your business <laughs> yeah was this always like a, i'm gonna make this into a business thing or is this i'm gonna get my message out there because i think that and, and why i bring this up is as a health professional, you know, m most of us have spent years learning how to deliver a service to someone. And then we often have this realization of, I want to, you know, grow it more, or I want to help more people. And there's this feeling like I can't do that enough with just what I'm doing consulting, which is why I, you know, hired contractors to work in my business and to serve my method to more people and why I started a coaching program to help 
more practices be able to have more growth. So I felt like I was a part of that. But I think that a lot of us get stuck and like, well, I've got this this vision and, and this mission and this message that I want to get out. And I don't know sort of the, the best route to go down. Do I go down like a, I'm going to try and make a business with this thing? I got to make money with my show or my book or whatever, or do I just kind of get it out there? So for you, was it just a, I'm going to get it out there? Or was there was a plan of like, I'm going to make money from this thing. I'm going to make this thing into a business. It was get it out there and let's see if there's potential to make it mm. into a business. And so for us over the years, my wife and I have been together for almost a decade and she works basically as the head of operations. Sometimes when the team is two people, <laughs> sometimes when it's like 15. Uh, over the years, we've, we've gotten bigger and smaller. We've tackled, I was thinking about it, in probably over a, a half dozen different businesses we've made or business models, we've made over $100,000 in sales, maybe even over a quarter of a million and all these totally different streams of income, business models and all the rest of it. So we've gotten to experiment with what it's like to release our own apps, have an app company, publish other people's apps, publish eBooks and courses, do it on our platforms and other people's platforms, publish a New York Times bestselling book. Actually, both my wife before me was on a, a TV show and then I was on a ABC TV show and got to see what it was like to star on a TV show from the star's perspective, which is oftentimes like for the musician, they have the best seat in the house. It's the best people watching ever. <laughs> That's what musicians secretly love to do. And it's one of the reasons music is so compelling and all this is so compelling because it's more of a communication. And mm. if there's a lesson in any of this, sometimes I get really wrapped up in the details and it is easy to have that happen with all these different platforms and different social media accounts and, and emailing. But I would say, get your message out there first. Don't try to squeeze money out of something that you're trying to grow too quickly. Mm -hmm. Now, that said, having something available for people to support you does exist now in ways that it totally didn't before. Like mm -hmm. uh, Patreon, for example. I started it up a few months ago and I added a few group coaching and a couple of one-on-one -on -one Skype consultations and things like that. And it grew to $1,500 within just a few months on a recurring monthly basis. And that gets bigger and smaller, but that's, that's one way we launched our own supplement line here in the States. We have our own online courses. And so we built these things one step at a time with our community, with the people mm. who are following us through collaborations with other people in the space, sometimes just collaborating with people who are from our audience, who we hired on as employees and team members over the years, for better or worse. <laughs> you know. And I will say this, it's underrated to have your financial health in order. People don't mm -hmm. talk about that often in the right way. It doesn't have to be greedy to pay your own bills, right? Like mm -hmm. you don't have to feel guilty about just getting there at least. And there's nothing wrong with just kind of breaking even. We break mm -hmm. even most years, even the years that we've made tons and tons of money on paper or in revenue, that doesn't always translate to margin and profit. Mm -hmm. And so as you try these different business models, you see what the trade-offs are. Like the app publishing, for example, when we had our first app, Caveman Feast, this is back in 2013, 2014, it went to number one in food and drink and then number six in the entire Apple App Store and had hundreds of thousands of downloads. Like Angry Birds was 42, I think, or 45, and we were number six. And I'm just like, oh my God. And then we went on to publish more apps and publish apps for other people based on kind of the technology and head start that we had. 
and then realized pretty quickly that we don't want to be running a bookkeeping accounting firm where there are all these little microtransactions coming in from all these different app platforms and we have to send out checks and, and, and account for it every few weeks or every few months and then hire an accountant. It's like, I don't want to run that business at all. Like I have, mm -hmm. I have zero interest in that is what I realized. And I think other people, as they experiment with these different ways of spending your time really that's what it is it's not like what business do you have it's like how do you want to spend your time for me i can in cycles spend all day interviewing and interviewing other people and just talking it out and going to conferences speaking mm -hmm. writing i love that stuff but there are other things like managing other people or showing up to meetings that i just will not do other people mm. will. So you have to find what your things are that are kind of your non-negotiables. And I think the best way to find that is by trying these yourself and, and don't try to make it a business right away would be my advice. See how it goes. And then if it doesn't grow, doesn't work, you feel like you're not getting traction or most importantly, if you don't like it, <laughs> then, then shift, let it go. That's cool. Yeah. That's an important lesson, you know? Yeah, 100%. And most of people listening to this will have a business or will be an associate somewhere where they're, where they're offering a service and, and they're invested in that service, but they're kind of feeling like, you know, I want to do something more and pivot out. And I think that there's great opportunity with this sort of thing. Like you said, is that you can start a show or a book or social media and it's around your passion and energy and you're authentic and the way you're sharing it. Because the thing is that gone are the days of doctors being on pedestals because we can all just Google stuff now. So there are no more medical gods because you can look it up on YouTube. And so I yeah. think that we can't be in the white lab coat, you know, with the professor bed and all the books in the background trying to look a certain way. We, we just show up how we are and it's easy to maintain it. And when you do that, there's more authenticity, which naturally attracts people in. But when you're building that audience, you're building it with the intent to share because there will always be a kickback, right? Like there will always be someone in your area who wants to work with you because I've listened to you for a while. Or yeah. well, they get to a point in their life and they're like, you know what? My back's been sore for ages. I listened to this dude on his podcast, this lady on her podcast, and you know what? I'm going to go and see them. I had a guy on the show who's a chiropractor who had 280,000 followers on TikTok, just doing <laughs> silly videos on TikTok, right? And he's right. getting clients every week from it, from TikTok. That's amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And this is, this is TikTok before when everyone thought it was for 12-year-olds dancing, right? Not TikTok now where we go, oh, maybe it's something we need to pay attention to. And it's yeah. interesting. I follow Gary Vee and Gary was saying for a long time, get on TikTok, get on TikTok. And you know, I even did the classic thing like, oh, I'm too busy for this or I can't do that or blah, blah, blah. And then you look now and I'm like, man, I should have started on TikTok. Right. And um, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's one of those things where what we need to be aware of is that people are moving in a direction of wanting to have entertainment and wanting to engage with more people and as more social networks pop up and as the the interest of people start to switch, everyone was Facebook is switching, was Instagram and LinkedIn's yep. now picking up and you've got TikTok and things like that. I think what it really comes down to is we just need to realize that we need to be in front of people with a message that matters to us more than trying to pick something in particular and have a message that works for you. You know what I mean? Like if, if it works for yeah. me, then there's energy in it. And then it's easy to express. And we go on the platform that makes sense to us and who we like to interact with and what we enjoy. And then we just go with it. And you, you're able to pivot. Like you pivoted in multiple different ways, but you haven't thought about it in terms of what I'm going to do with this thing to make money and go here. Because then you get trapped. Like you said, you had a huge app, but you didn't want to do accounting all day. So you pivoted yeah. and you're okay with doing that. A lot of us are not. We get trapped in it. Well, now we've got to practice that I have to keep working in. And 20 years later, I try and make a decision and it's too late. Right. You know what I mean? So I think that authenticity is key. I say this a lot, 
because I think it's important. It's it's being authentic to the message that you want to share and being okay with the outcome, not trying to pick and do something that has to work to people have to love it because you can't maintain that. You see that people do that all the time. They launch something, yeah. they make an Instagram about being a billionaire or whatever, and they share all these fancy car pictures and then it dies after a year because they get sick of it because it's not actually who they are and not what they want to talk about. Right. Or pictures of their butt, you know, as an influence on Instagram, and then they but they don't want to share what they actually though. think. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. What would your advice be for someone trying to find that? You know what I mean? Like often, as health professionals, will say, you know, there's there's a lot of things that I know. What should I talk about? It's almost like there's too much to choose from. So I, I get paralysis yeah. and don't know what to what route to go down. I I would say instead of trying to think of all of these options that are out there and researching them online and just kind of getting into this busy mode of consumption, like try to focus on a blank page and filling it up with your ideas. Try to just like go outside. If, if you're looking at the blank page for, wow, that's cool. Like, let it just sit there. <laughs> Be patient. That's fine. Try it on multiple days. Just try free writing, brainstorming. And eventually it will come out. Eventually you will get clear and you'll put some things down in one category and scribble them out and be like, no, I don't, I don't want that. You know, mm -hmm. it's, there's incredible power in just taking your words or your writing and <laughs> letting yourself go, you know, yeah. playing like a kid. Again, we don't let ourselves do that. But that's kind of the brain state I believe you need to get into when you're trying to decide what do I want to do with my life? It's really asking your inner child, the eight-year-old, what does that you know, kid mm -hmm. want to do? And for me, it's really interesting because when I was around eight years old, I loved playing group sports with my friends, running, and I had a little tape machine and made radio shows just for ourselves with my friends and made jokes and stuff like that. And now, like literally, <laughs> that's what I do. And it's amazing how you can find, like, I'll use another quick example. When I was working in consulting, you know, for the government as well as Fortune 500 corporations, a lot of times that can be very stiff as well, where I was wearing a tie, shaking hands, had a clean haircut, definitely self-censored more than I would otherwise. And then I met my wife, whose first career was a professional video game player, <laughs> working with video game companies. And then it, like, it only took me going to one of their parties, one of their corporate parties that was just off the wall for me to realize that I was approaching this in not the fun way. There are multiple mm -hmm. ways of doing this. Let's, let's do it the fun way is what I decided. And thankfully my wife decided that too. Not that it's always fun. We still have to do accounting sometimes, you know? <laughs> exactly. You bring up a good point. We think sometimes I'm going to make a podcast. I'm going to do social media. It's going to be health related, but mm -hmm. you could do, you know, if you're obsessed with the Smurfs, make a Smurf podcast and um, say, by the way, I'm a massage therapist. Like if you're hanging out in Auckland and you've got a sore back. And that, that's the funny thing is that you'll never often know who's in your audience. And so right. trying to force something versus just being authentic is, it's just a bad idea. Just a bad idea. What I get my clients to do is, as I say, if you don't make time to plan for what outcomes you want, then everything else will fill in those plans and yeah. you will just end up in a destination like you got on a bus and you didn't buy the ticket and you end up somewhere and it's probably not going to be where you want to be and so you have to on instagram <laughs> yeah you have to make a plan because then you can answer like a client asked me the other day you know james i've got a few things that i need to get done i've got a, a big thing and i've got a bunch of small things should i do the big thing first or the small thing first i said 
what's your outcome? Like, what do you want? And they're like, well, right. I, I want to get them done. I'm like, no, 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 no. What do you want in your life? And they went, what do you mean? Like, I'm asking about this big thing or the small thing. I said, but if you knew what your outcome was and what you're going after, then you would be able to answer the question. If your outcome is make a whole lot of money, you'd do the thing that makes you the money. If your outcome was to have an impact, then you do the thing that have an impact. And if your outcome was to have balance in your life, you probably wouldn't do fucking any of them. <laughs> you would just say, I'm going to live my life. And I think that's powerful in that when you know where you're trying to get to in your life, you start to make decisions that affect now and you make better decisions that serve your outcome. And so when you think about, do I start a podcast or write a book or what do I talk about? Or you know, what do I do to grow my business? You focus on the things that align with your ultimate outcome. And the easiest way to do that is to literally just go into your calendar and just cancel everything for two hours and go and sit under a tree. Go somewhere creative, go to the beach, turn your phone off, go somewhere where you're disconnected for 30 to 40 minutes and you're in a creative space and things will just start coming to you. And you just have to literally start to dream and write it all down, I think, around how I want to be perceived, what impact I want to create, what revenue do I want to have, what balance do I want to have in my life? Because I think that as airy-fairy as this sounds, when you start to get clear on those things, it makes a lot of clarity in the decisions you make around your business or your life in the day-to-day decisions. Because I know if I want balance and I'm thinking, do I write a book, start a podcast, hire a bunch of people, blah, blah, blah. But my you know, primary goal is to spend more time with my kids. I'd probably get a very clear answer very quickly of maybe I'm pulling on too much stuff or maybe I'm trying to go too fast or you know, maybe when I'm talking on my podcast, I'm not being authentic because I'm talking about one thing, but really my heart and soul is something else. And people can, people can smell it. They can taste it. They can see it. You know what I mean? If you're not in alignment. And I think you do a really good job with that, being in alignment with who you are and I have no choice at this point. Thank you. I I appreciate that. But it is like, it it does take a shift. It takes Mm -hmm. being willing to just improvise and kind of trust what comes out of your mouth, trust what comes out of your pen when you're brainstorming. Another thing that happens when you just kind of lay it out there and you write down, even if it's just a to-do list for me, I circle some, I make squares around other ones, you know, like check marks and, and scribbling it all out. You get pretty clear And it's like, oh, that one's important. This one, not so much. Or this one I need to do by Tuesday. (laughs) And that's another one where it's like sometimes, because I am working on so many different projects, the ones that you're most interested in or passionate about might not be the ones that are responsible for your cash flow. So if your cash flow is suffering, which is so much easier to have happen than most people realize, especially if you have staff and overhead, you can't get cocky about this. You have to be honest and you have to shift gears to just like putting out fires sometimes or be like, oh, wow, we need sales mm. like this month. <laughs> Otherwise mm. we're in trouble or just watching all of these various things. It is a plate spinning show. It's a contest kind of, but it's part of the fun. And if it were easy, it wouldn't be as fun. hundred percent, hundred percent. What are you working on right now? Well, the passionate project that's bringing in hundreds of dollars is virtual reality meditations, which is an incredible place to play right now. There isn't really money in it unless you're a giant company or or Mm. whatever, or you're getting research grants. But mostly I'm playing with with some of my, my friends and collaborators who are also interested in virtual reality, doing some meditation. And also virtual reality adventures is something that I've I've done in in Yellowstone and a lot of the America Stonehenge, Serpent Mound. And we're also going to be going to a lot more of those. So um, 
trying to capture places in 360 is mm. uh, definitely an interest. And then also we've launched in our own business, new coaching programs, working with people. And I'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, which I don't always do. I do that in cycles, but I like to do so for businesses as well as people around their health or around their performance goals, just because it keeps you sharp. It's not always mm. easy. You don't always want to do it, but it definitely keeps you sharp. And the times that I haven't done it for a while, it's like, ooh, I feel rusty. It's like not playing yeah. guitar for a while. Like it'll get ahead of you or not working out. Like you'll get worse. <laughs> yeah. If you don't do pull-ups for months on end, you won't be able to do a pull-up, even if you could do 15 in high school or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 definitely. Where can our audience connect with you online? Best place to find me is probably going to be fatburningman.com. You can also find me uh, by looking up Fat Burning Man, the podcast on various platforms, and Abel James, also A-B-E-L. You can go to abeljames.com, find my books and, and my book of humor and various <laughs> crazy VR adventures and projects. That's abeljames.com. But Fat Burning Man, if you type that in, I'll probably come up pretty quickly. Amazing. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show. It was, a, it was a fun episode. I really appreciate you. Right on. Thank you, James. I appreciate you as well. Take it easy. Bye. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like the episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it as it helps us get our episodes out to more people just like you who want to know how to increase their revenue, impact more people and build businesses that work for the lifestyle they want. Now, I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn the secrets to success in your health business. So I have something special for you just for checking out the episode. Now, if you're a health professional, coach or trainer in business, and you're serious about growing a profitable, impactful business, then pay attention because as a listener of the show, I want you to win. And so I've created a host of resources available exclusively for listeners of the show. So if you're tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing and sales all on your own, and you're ready to just implement what's already proven to work rather than reinventing the wheel, I want you right now to go and check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. That's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. And there you'll find over $5,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching available only for listeners of the show. Again, that's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. There I'll give you resources on everything from how to acquire 10 times more of your ideal clients using social media and paid ads, even referrals, how to increase your client conversion into packages at an 80 to 90% conversion rate like me, how to retain your clients for longer, getting them better results and making them happier, how to increase your prices and charge a premium to work with you and how you can build a six, multi-six, even seven-figure practice just like I did, but with a tenth of the time and a tenth of the effort. What I want you to realize is that everything I teach comes from exactly what I did to have success and still have success in my own health business, and I want to share that with you so you can have success too. So go check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider right now and let me help you win big in your health business. Also remember to subscribe for two episodes every week full of the secrets to have success in your health business as well as leave us a review so we know what you thought of the show. And I'll see you on the next episode.